to college football or not to college football? That is the question. Time to sideline the agenda. Welcome to Sideline the Agenda, sports podcasting done right. My name is Scott, with me is Kevin and Chris. Hatred for the cheating Astros reaches a boiling point, and we've got fair foul coming up. But first, will there be college football in 2020? Power 5 conference commissioners held a previously unplanned meeting Sunday to discuss just that. In the wake of the Mid-American Conference being the first FBS conference to cancel its fall season, citing a lack of progress fighting the coronavirus, and player demands in the Pac-12 as well as the Big Ten voicing concerns for players' health and safety, the Big Ten president was reportedly the impetus for the meeting as the league appears ready to pull the plug on its fall sports season and wanted to gauge whether the ACC, Big 12, Pac-12, and SEC would do the same. It's not fair what we're doing to our coaches and student athletes, stated a longtime Power 5 athletic director. The sooner we can come to a finality, the better. It seems inevitable that the fall 2020 collegiate sports schedule will be completely canceled in the coming days, despite Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence voicing his opinion via Twitter, stating, I don't know about y'all, but we want to play. So I'm going to toss it to you, Chris. Do you think there will be football? In the fall, college football. Yeah, I mean, this is something we talked about a, a few episodes back, uh, that it's looking like if it's not pro, it's not going to happen. Uh, a lot of moving parts here, a lot of uh, uh, convoluted stories, uh, similar to the NFL. doesn't seem like these players feel like they're going to be protected very well because there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of organization with the parameters that they're going to have in place to keep these people safe. Uh, from a virus standpoint, um, something that uh, we've kind of mentioned before that may not be uh, totally uh, easy to see for most people, but one of the things we've we talked about before is the whole Apple and Amazon potentially being the future of where sports will be exclusively. One of the things that's going on right now in college football is there's a difference between the Power Five conferences, the SEC, the ACC the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, their football teams and those sports compared to the rest of pretty much all of NCAA sports. So the difference being that those conferences, the schools, due to a Supreme Court decision back in 1984, so that allowed the schools to own the football revenue rights, the television rights, uh, which of course led to all kinds of marketing and, and media revenue. So the schools themselves can pretty much kind of determine what they want to do with those programs. And they don't necessarily have to go along with what the NCAA says. Now, they're, they're kind of playing the game of dominoes right now with these conferences. As, as one goes down, then maybe the rest of them all will. They don't really want to have a situation where the NCAA says, hey, we're going to stop all fall sports. And then they have those power five conferences with their football team say, no, forget you guys. We're going to still play because we have the rights. We have uh, deals with ESPN uh, to where we can still hold games and we can still determine a, a playoff and uh, a champion, national champion, and we can still make money off of that. I mean, ultimately, everything's come back to money. But the reason I brought up the Amazon and Apple thing is ESPN is is Disney. Uh, I'm going to throw Disney into that mix as well to where if they really decided that, hey, no sports are being, are being played right now, but we want to have these NCAA 
big five conference teams because there's too much revenue that's going to be lost. If we really want to have them play some regular season and then make a playoff and then we can make all kinds of money off that and we can even get further away from the NCAA to where those football conferences are damn near pro to where they're exclusively with Disney or ESPN or or Apple or uh, Amazon, whoever wants to pick them up. I think it's something that hasn't been mentioned yet. Uh, who knows? This could be all leading towards that direction. But the way it looks right now, it looks like nothing's going to happen. There's going to be no sports. They're going to shut it down and maybe try to, to bring it back in the spring. But the NCAA has lost all kinds of money because the first thing they had to do when this shutdown first happened was they had to shut down the NCAA tournament for basketball. And that's where they make most all their money. They don't make a whole lot of money with, you would think they did, but they don't make a whole lot of money from the football because the schools have the rights to that. They get all the the, the revenue from that. So you're going to see these big power five conferences, those big schools get even more money, get even more power, get even more recruiting material to where now, I mean, if it if it wasn't evident already that the huge difference from D1 to D2 and D3, and only just D1 to D2, but from those big mega schools like, you know, the, the Alabamas, the the oh, most all those SEC teams, uh, the Clemsons of the world, the, the USC's where they seem to always have all the cream of the crop throughout the, the rest of the country. And a lot of these other smaller schools have trouble competing. Now, if you throw into the mix where, hey, NCAA isn't going to let you guys play, but Disney comes with big money saying, you guys can play under our umbrella. You can play under ESPN. We can have those exclusive rights. We can put those games on. We can hold a playoff. We can hold a national championship. Your schools can still get that money. You don't have to lose out on all those tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the school. Um, it's, uh, It's something that we've brought up here. Uh, a few times, you know, you've heard it here first that we said there's not going to be college football this year. Um, but that's a, a definitely a wrench could be thrown into this to where you could get these big, uh, uh, big media companies to say, hey, the NCAA isn't going to go with you, but we're willing to. Uh, so just wanted to throw that out there, food for thought for for all the college fans out there that maybe if one of these these uh, big companies step in. You know, there's a big opportunity there for them. So let me. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm I'm hearing you correctly. You're you're suggesting that there's a possibility that these these five conferences could create their own team or expand upon that a little more, if you don't mind. It's just just for for my clarity. Yeah. So the the schools, say Alabama, mm-hmm. for example, they're within the NCAA, but the school has the rights to their football team. They get all the revenue off of that football team. They can put on their own games with deals with ESPN. They, they have they can put on their own national championship, their own playoffs outside of the NCAA. Right. So they're going to be missing all kinds of money if they actually do shut down. And I think when it, when it comes time to where they're looking at those budget books and they're saying, hey, we're going to lose all this money, let's let's maybe think about playing some games. It may not necessarily be in the fall. I might be getting ahead ahead of ourselves here, but they're probably going to try and bring it back in the spring. But I mean, so is everyone. So why not be the only one? Create their own exhibition matches against whoever they choose, uh, big ticket items, maybe teams they don't necessarily play often and, and see if they could make some money that way. 
Wow, Absolutely. Because there's big, big money. And these schools, it, it's going to have a trickle-down effect on, across the entire the entire university because they get a ton of money through their football program, all the, the, the TV deals, the, the media deals, uh, the bowl games, the, the attendance. That's, that's funding not just the football. That's funding a whole lot of that university and a lot of the other sports programs. So you take that money away, it's going to trickle down to every other sport, a whole lot of different departments within that university itself. So there's there's going to be a lot of divisions that are saying, hey, we need that revenue. And if you've got a big company like Disney coming saying, hey, we got big money with ESPN, we would be be more than happy to host all of your games. We'd be more than happy to to fund a, a playoff. You know, it, it. I haven't seen anyone mention it yet. But it's definitely interesting. Yeah, like you said, very, very interesting food for thought. So, uh, Kevin, how about you? What do you think? Uh, is there going to be a, a college college football this this fall? Yeah, it's really hard to tell. But uh, I'm going to say bye bye 2020 college football. See you later. <laughs> they already postponed and canceled the Rose Parade, which means any smart person could put two and two together. The Rose Bowl is now gone. The Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, guys. The Rose Bowl. Top top bowl game uh if not the best goal, bowl game to look forward to all year the grand long. the granddaddy of them all <laughs> yes the granddaddy of them all the, the 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 it's true right like like the i mean they they announced that fairly early too and it just seemed like it's it's i don't know it seems like we've been pushing off the inevitable like like really i don't know from my perspective it almost feels like there was never going to be a college football season i mean i was saying how we tweeted back a long time ago uh that there was going to be no college football this season it just seems like everybody's known it but you know sitting here waiting for the decision to actually be officially made is is definitely awkward um and and then like what kevin's talking about with just something as storied as the rose bowl i mean what about all the other bowls that happen like what's the holiday holly, uh, holiday season gonna look like the bowl season you know with with no college football yeah, I mean that's one of the things I've, I'm I'm talking about here. There's a lot of money that's that's going to be lost. That's going to affect a lot of different organizations, a lot of different people. And I mean, kind of a side issue, but just just to piggyback on the whole cluster of this thing. I mean, just like the LSU player with the the, the helmet on, testing it out, saying that he he can't even breathe in that thing. I mean, they've got so many issues they've got to iron out to, to make this even workable right now. So it's no surprise that they're most likely going to shut it down. But again, I'm just throwing it out there. Don't be surprised if you see Disney or one of these these big companies come sweeping in saying, hey, we can find a way to get you guys some revenue. We can host That's some That's right. I mean, here's actually the clip of what uh, Chris is referring to. I can't fucking breathe out of this thing. Yes, sir. Ziploc bag. He says it's like breathing in a Ziploc bag, and uh, he can't expletive breathe in that thing. Um what do you think of that, Kevin, in regards to the measures that they've been doing in college football, uh, trying to create and promote player safety? I mean, is was this just kind of a fool's errand? Was this something that was never going to really happen from the get-go? Well, with we are seeing complications with the NFL. So what makes us think that, you know, the NCAA is going to have their shoes on straight? Um, we've seen um, uh, uh, Watt uh, tweet the other day that, you know, the, the, the mask is kind of silly. 
And now we're seeing the NCAA, the players walking around. And not only that, guys, but they're going to have to get tested as well multiple times a week, if not every day. They're going to be in and out of classes of the schools that are still going to be open. There's going to be major complications that we haven't seen yet that they're going to have to all go through. And it will be a big juggle fest. Everyone will be juggling too many things at one time. And we're sitting here supposed to expect a new season, uh, a brand new season that's going to have no complications. I highly doubt all this. You know, what, what, what Chris is alluding to is you know prestigious um, schools that can maybe carry on that have the the money to still back a season um, if ESPN or Disney wants to uh, still have teams come out and play games I mean they're looking at the cream of the crops right they're looking at the Alabamas the Georgias the Floridas the USC's and so we might just be seeing a, a handful of schools come out and play the MAC already went down. The conference already went out. Um, I am predicting that the Pac-12 uh, is going to soon follow, and then the Big 12 and so on. And yeah, who knows it what seemed like the Big there. 12 was almost like the president of the Big 12 was like, "Well, we really wanna, we we wanna to, to cancel, but we'll cancel if you guys want to cancel too." It's like it's like that friend. It's like <laughs> I'm going if you're going. Are you guys yeah, gonna go? I'd like to go, yeah. but I only want to go if you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and like Trevor Lawrence said, he's like, hey, we want to play. So, I mean, you got players that are willing. They, they want to get out there. And then once they start seeing how much money is going to be lost, I mean, it, it could be like you said earlier, Scott. It could be something to where they'll just have pretty much exhibition games uh, to where, hey, wouldn't it be fun to see Alabama play USC? Or, hey, wouldn't it be fun to see Georgia play Clemson? And, and it's just streaming only uh on uh espn exclusive or something like that to where they can find a way to get some revenue I mean, I mean, who knows at this point but it's looking like most likely it's all going to be pushed back to spring and there's not going to be much yeah, going you even on. think there'll be a spring season i mean uh, obviously we ask you to look into your crystal ball but yeah i, mean, I just don't even see that i mean just just the the way that they would have to figure out um the logistics of uh, facilities um, from an athletic department standpoint, having both fall and in theory spring going simultaneously, you know, the, the conflicts that would be there, uh, unless they just pulled spring sports to push that into the summer, you know, um, I just don't see that happening. I, I feel like it's going to be uh, just a complete wash for for 2020 and then when you yeah just yeah skip when, it. when you think about the the financial impact that this is going to have it's going to be tremendous i mean college college uh is notorious for for traveling well it reaches all parts of the country i mean in in, in professional football you have fans and and they typically are around obviously large metropolitan cities um, but everybody has a stake throughout the country when it comes to college football, at least they can, you know, and then you have like the family members of, of the players who, who travel well. And this obviously all, you know, contributes to, to the, the towns and cities that these stadiums are in and the revenue that's gained through that. And then of course, you know, the, the, the bowl games and the travel and the money spent, you know, um, j j from the universities and the, and the fans and the people, I mean, this is going to be a massive, massive financial hit. Yeah. Huge ripple effect uh, across so many different industries. Um, uh, another thing though, is, is one of the other demands that some of these, these players, are, are trying to put out there is that they they're demanding like hazard pay as well 
So not only are you guys getting scholarships to, to go play football <laughs> and go to school for free, uh, but you want to get in. Uh, yeah, addition, yeah. You want to get paid hazard pay on top of that. But where's all this money coming from? So it's uh, it's just too much for them to figure out. And I think they're definitely going to try and shut it down. But again, I mean, they're going to need money and they're going to try and find a way to, to bring it in somehow. But I mean, you might be right. They might just uh, put everyone on that 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 big train line and just stick one car in front of the other and like, all right, we're going to do fall sports in the spring and then spring in the summer. And then we're going to try and get us back to normal on tracks uh, next fall. Or we might just skip it all together, but that's just so much money to lose out on. But I mean, that's the, uh, that's the sign of the times right now. There's, there's the rich get richer. Uh, these, these big five conferences, they're going to be feeling the hurt if they, they don't form any kind of a, uh, uh, play out there. No, no bowls, no playoffs, no revenue. And where's the money all going to come from? Well, uh, we'd like to uh, invite you to join the agenda, to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our videos. Hit the notification bell to be notified when we go live on YouTube. And of course, comment, like, and all of those good things. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. And we're also on Instagram and Parlor at Sideline The Agenda. Sideline The Agenda Sports podcast done right okay moving on um simmering frustrations with the cheating houston astros continue to rise to the surface the houston astros lost their fifth game in a row on sunday dropping to six and nine on the season with a 7-2 loss against the oakland athletics today's benches cleared and even the stands emptied when oakland's ramon loriano got hit by a pitch for the third time in the three-game series Loriano began exchanging words with Astros hitting coach Alex Citron, who stepped out of the dugout to urge Loriano to bring it on. Tempers flaring at, at last between the AL West rivals months after Houston's sign-stealing scandal was brought to light by Oakland pitcher Mike Fires. Arizona Diamondbacks closer Archie Bradley appeared to flip off the Astros after a huge Nick Almond home run during Arizona's 14-7 victory last Wednesday night. Even actor and Los Angeles Dodgers fan Rob Lowe piled on when he appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast sporting a cap with a modified Astros logo showing an orange asterisk instead of the star. The Astros are now five and a half games behind the A's in the American League West making this the first time since 2016 that they've been that far back this late in the season. Is all this pent-up animosity, guys, towards the Astros, is it justified, or should everybody just kind of move on? What do you think there? Yes, it is justified, 100%. They cheated the whole year, the World Series. They got the the World Series, the championship, you know, from – from cheating, I just want to point out though, if you're watching Joe Rogan, you should be watching our podcast as well. Um, Rob Bill is a great guy. Thank you for wearing that hat. Appreciate that. I support that all day. Uh, and also, we've been saying uh, this stuff. We've been pointing this stuff out, you know, in, in, in previous episodes as well. So please, guys, stay tuned. But also, uh, back to the Astros here. Uh, Loriana charged the the gentleman who's an idiot, by the way, who stepped out of the dugout. Stepped out of the dugout to egg him on. This is a coach. He's not even a player, guys. I mean, who's out of line here? Is he going to get suspended? I hope he does. I, I hope that he that, uh, that maybe he gets suspended a lot longer than eight games than what Ke- they did with Kelly. I mean, I think that this is something that should be um, 
hold accountable those actions because i mean he was loriano was already mad heading to the first base anyway he got hit three times guys three times one game he's already his he's already steaming at that point and then this gentleman comes out and eggs him on i mean who's not going to run after him at that point i mean take a very cool calm and collected um human being not to not to come after him but um i thought it was great though and, and uh when they're playing the diamondbacks uh the gentleman in the bullpen uh <laughs> give him the bird that's great i do want to point out when they played the dodgers um, a little bit earlier in the season uh carrera altuve and bregman i believe uh, they went 0 for 21 in that series, and I thought it was great. This is just the downfall of the Astros. We're seeing them crumble as we speak, and it's just awesome to watch that this is karma coming back for you. Yeah, uh, just to clarify, Loriano got right. hit uh, twice in that game, uh, three times during the entire series, um, but still a uh, second time in one game, uh, enough's enough uh, for sure. Um, what do you think about this, Chris? Uh, is is this something that uh, the Astros should get used to for the entire season? Is this all justified? Um, a lot of this uh, animosity that is uh, being um, targeted towards the Astros? Uh, or should people lay off a bit? No, no, absolutely not. This is totally justified. As I said in one of our fair or foul segments, they should be getting chin music every single game, and they're lucky there's no fans out there because they would be hearing it all game, every game. People are really mad about this. I'm one of them. This is ridiculous. The Houston asterisks, who do you guys think you are going out there talking your BS, trying to egg people on? And, and here's a question. So this guy gets hit three times in the span of two games. How many people got ejected or suspended on those Astros? Yeah, I don't know. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Kelly doesn't even hit a guy and gets eight games. Why are they protest- protecting Houston so much? But they're five and nine now. Uh, six, six and nine, five and nine. They've got a losing record. They're, they're well below 500. Jose Altuve, the big MVP, the big amazing hitter. The guy that knows what pitch is coming so he can hit it is not even hitting the Mendoza line. He's below it. He's at like 170 something. So it's just showing you that these guys are frauds. They are not as good of a team as they looked like they were the last few years because they were out there stealing signs. It's a lot easier to play the game of baseball. Like Kevin said, they went 0 for 21 against the Dodgers. It's a lot easier to play the game of baseball if you don't have to think about what pitch possibly could be coming and you know what what's coming so much easier you just can rely on your timing at that point but yeah absolutely there's a lot of pent-up anger around the league not only because of the way that they cheated and how they ended up winning the championship that year not only cheating the dodgers but they cheated the red Sox, they cheated the yankees you know there's a lot of diehard yankees fans out there that are very angry about about that still um but i mean (laughs) Speaking of Yankees and ex-Astros, I don't know if you guys saw this clip a few days back, but uh, Cole, the the pitcher, the the big-time pitcher on the Yankees, he was just adjusting his cap, and uh, there was some sticky substance on his cap to where when he was adjusting it and he went to lift Hmm. his hand off, his fingers actually stuck. I didn't even see that. To the cap a little bit. (laughs) So it's like, oh, wow, once a cheating Astro, always a cheating Astro. It's like it's taut. It's (laughs) built into the fabric there, apparently. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of pent-up anger around the league because not only did they they win the title and, and they cheated, but it's because of the lack of discipline. So their coach got banned for a year. They got fined like $5 million. They got a first round, some second round for a few years, which yeah. years uh, uh, taken away. But the players themselves, 
Mr. Buzzer Altuve himself, they got zero suspension. They got immunity. They did not get punished whatsoever because they cooperated. So if you cooperate with us, we're not going to punish you. What? No accountability whatsoever. You're just going to let these guys get away scot-free. That's why these guys are getting flipped off. That's why they should be getting chin music every game. And for them to to have the nerve to be over there and try to start fights, especially a coach with, with yeah. opposing players, the team that's beating you, that's in first place now, the place where you guys used to be, but you're not anymore because you're not cheating. <laughs> I mean, you have no Verlander. Okay, maybe you would have won a game or two because he, he uh, isn't pitching anymore. But Altuve, you can't even hit 200. Yeah, you're getting exposed. And then did you see the game a couple days ago when he had like three or four errors in that same game? He's inside of his own head now because he doesn't have that. Uh, uh, he's got. He's getting exposed as far as his hitting goes. So now he's in his own head to where he can't even feel the ball. And uh, I, I just love it. Like like Kevin said, karma is a B. It's coming back for them. And uh, I, I hope it lasts all year long. I'm sure it will. People will not forget this. And I'm just really mad there's no fans there because I would love to see them out there with their trash cans, beating on their trash cans between every single pitch. <laughs> and we even, we're even seeing it from commentators now. Uh, the Yankees guy uh, ripped them because he was talking about how when you're approaching at the plate and the pitch is on the way, You've got to start cheating as far as you got to start your swing because these guys are throwing so fast. But he said, "Oh, you're not not cheating like the Astros cheat, though. You're not. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what pitches coming." That's right. And then it was a, another announcer. I think it was for the maybe for the A's uh, when Altuve was up uh, mid pitch. He just started going the bzz, bzz, making the buzz sound. <laughs> so there's a lot of built up anger around the league. Uh, the Houston asterisk. Uh, got away with one. They didn't even get their title stripped, which I think they definitely should have got stripped. They shouldn't have given it to the Dodgers, but they should have got stripped. These guys should have got suspended. And that's why a lot of people are, are still pretty upset about it. Absolutely. Uh, their record six and nine, uh, five and a half games back. Um, Kevin, what do you think? Is this uh, is this exposing the Astros or is this just a coincidence? Absolutely. It's exposing them to the fullest. Uh, they're not that good anymore. Um, now that all their cheating signs have been taken away from them and now that, you know, they're getting exposed and now uh, umpires, the, the whole league, other teams are looking at them to see what are they doing. And they're they're pretty much their back is against the wall. They can't they can't do what they're doing before. So look at the result. It's the hey, the bread is um the proof is in the pudding here, as they say it. So, that's true. Yeah, and if I could add one more thing, another thing that these players are so upset about as well, not just the fact that they didn't really get punished, but they were not apologetic whatsoever. <laughs> they were not remorseful. They just they tried to act like they weren't cheating and that they were good enough and they, they won it off their own merit. They said, yeah, you know, we, we did cheat, but they, they weren't super apologetic or remorseful, remorseful about it either. So that's, that's another reason why uh, these guys are fuming mad. To be the devil's advocate, do you think maybe there's a reason why they weren't so apologetic? Like maybe they know that other teams are up to no good? Well, I mean, it's in the nature of sport to always try and find an edge. But when you start using technology to really boost that edge, that's when you cross the line. I mean, if you're just over there on the other side of the dugout looking at those guys on the other side and all of a sudden you start picking up some sequences to where you can start reading their signs, hey, that's on them. They're not being smart enough, but you're not using cameras. You're not using technology. You're not using buzzers. They cross the line 
and that's that's the main difference it, it's not out there within the game to where hey you got a guy in second base and he can clearly see the catcher so hey catcher why don't you start using some better signs like you know you, you're doing the the head sign the tapping the shoulders to the knees and then you give four or five signals it's not like you're just sticking a one down but the guy in second base and he can clearly signal to the guy at, at home uh the batter's box no, the, the use of the use of technology that they did and, and these buzzers, they, they crossed the line. And that's why these guys are fuming mad. If you're if you're out there within the game and you're able to pick up some things, it's part of the game. You're there on the field. You once you go off the field and you use technology, it's a whole nother level. Yeah, they're not going to apologize because they got a ring. They don't need to apologize. They'll, we're champs. I'm champs. This is what this is the result. You know, the risk is uh, worth the reward, as they say. And they did it against the Dodgers. L.A. beat L.A. beat L.A. in Game <laughs> Seven. So it was in it was in great high fashion. They're not going to apologize for that. They're happy. Here's a Yankees it. broadcaster yeah. John Sterling uh, uh, referring to the cheating Astros. When you're at bat against a guy like Glasnow or Cole. You have to start your bat. It's called cheating. Not cheating, cheating like the Astros, but starting your bat is called cheating. Not cheating, cheating like the Astros. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's funny to me is that you, you look at precedents, and, and um, what really bothers me, and kind of going back to Chris's point, is that these guys have not been uh, punished um, for participating in cheating the game. And we have certain individuals say, I don't know, Pete Rose comes to mind. Uh, who will never be in the Hall of Fame. Now, he was gambling, and he was a player at the same time, and I understand that that's a conflict of interest. And why is it a conflict of interest? Because you might cheat. You might throw the game. If you cheat against your team, which he said he never did, but if you cheat against your, or excuse me, bet against your team, which again, he said he never did, but if you bet against your team, then you would cheat you would throw the game you would you would i you would give the other team an unfair advantage by not trying as as hard or or you know specific you know purposely making um, mistakes so how is this any different i i mean if you're gonna cheat to win it's cheating and so why are these guys not immediately kicked out of the league why are these guys not you know having their stats stripped from them never to ever enter the hall of fame you know uh uh to to have an asterisk next to their 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 world series wins um why have they not even been held accountable individually for the actions is it just because there's not enough evidence or is there an agenda behind this that uh, in in the wake of the steroid scandals and the in the perception that you know uh, a cheating is is rampant in the ma- in major league baseball is is this just more or less a cover up story yeah i mean this is totally the mlb trying to save some face because let's not forget it wasn't really just the astros the astros won in is it 2017 18 uh 17 i believe and then the red Sox. Red Sox had some That's shenanigans right. going on as well with Alex Cora, and he's not in the league this year as well. So that was back-to-back championships that had a dark cloud hanging over their head. And the steroid era is a big black mark on the game of, of baseball. However, as cheating goes, yeah, you're bigger, stronger, faster, but you don't know what pitch is coming. That's true. <laughs> so, I mean, this form of cheating is way worse to me, is way worse than just being on some steroids like Barry Bonds, you know, was one of the best hitters of all time. But if he knew what was what pitch was coming, 
could you imagine <laughs> it's steroids or not so i mean it's just the technology aspect just brought it to a whole nother level and you're absolutely right the the hammer should fall down so much harder on these guys and that's what's so frustrating about it because you've got barry bonds you've got roger clemens you've got mark mcguire i mean the laundry list of, of players pete rose that will never be in the hall of fame and then you've got these guys running around with a, a freaking MLB championship ring on their hand. You got Altuve with a with a MVP. It's 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 ridiculous. It's pathetic. They should have been stripped. The hammer should have fallen on them. And you know what? The MLB would have been better off for it. They would have been respected more for it. But their lack of uh, strength in this situation is uh, having the opposite effect of what I think they were they were intending. Hmm. Yeah, it's it is interesting to see how it, it seemed to have been swept under the table, you know, I mean, especially from I suppose a, a bitter Dodger fan standpoint. Um, but nonetheless, even with the with the recent ruling and suspension of of Kelly, um, who like you said before didn't even hit a guy, and yet he catches eight games. Ridiculous! And it seems like MLB's hiding behind the whole COVID thing. Like we don't want to encourage guys clearing. Okay, so if that's the case, then I look forward to Citron getting like ten to fifteen games. As as a, as a hitting coach, yep. he's got no right stepping out of the dugout. He should know better. He, I mean, he's the coaches are supposed Absolutely. to know better. You know, it, it's it's funny because they're all adults, they're all grown men. But but the, we look at the coaches as the adults in the room, and they're not. They're supposed to be the ones that are jumping out of a dugout, literally egging on a player to fight, to to instigate an altercation yeah. like that. To me, that's that's like you should be almost done for the season. If that's a, if we're this worried about COVID, a problem, you know. What are your thoughts with that, Kevin? Like, is is this? Uh, of course, we don't know what the the ruling's going to be, but let's say that it's not as extreme as Joe Kelly. I mean, what does that mean? What what is the what is being said by in that moment? Um, if if the MLB doesn't follow through, yeah, I just want to say that you guys point out great. Uh, great points. Um, but the MLB needs, they need to do something to this character here. Um, it, 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 it's uncalled for. He's a coach. He's not even a player. And you're coming out of the dugout and now you're going to start something with another player who's in the game, who's playing. They need to do something to this guy. If not, you know, ban him or, or, or suspend him. But it needs to be longer than the eight games of what they did with Kelly. Let's stop showing favoritism, guys. I think what they're doing with the um, Houston Astros, um, the championship, they don't want to pull it up pull it back because I, I think that sometimes we do forget uh, that season or that year when they had one that Houston had that big hurricane that had happened and I think that this is them be like you know what I'm going to give back to you this is us giving back to Houston their community they needed this championship you know and I think MLB's kind of like secretly standing behind that whether they could obviously don't um, um, say that they are or not um, we have to understand that, that that was that was real back then I remember oh, yeah uh, People, you know, out in the street and, you know, mattresses in, in, the, in the street and aid, all that. And that was that year that they had won. And I think that they're staying firm with keeping them with the championship. They don't want to strip that from me. But, Chris, to your point, Altuve, MVP, that needs to be plucked right out of his, his, his um, you know, his trophy loop. It, that, it's got to go. I mean, I would. If you're going to keep Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire from the Hall of Fame, you got to take that MVP away from him. Um, that's the least you could do, MLB. Definitely. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's and, and it should be interesting to see what happens because, you know, the fact of the matter is, is if they don't follow through with a, at least a 10 to 15 game suspension, 
um, with uh, Citron for sure. Uh, man, I don't know. It's going to seem like a huge double standard and it's going to seem like everything has been created to protect the Astros and has really nothing to do with the uh, coronavirus, but has everything to do with um, protecting uh, Houston. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to um, fair or foul. Here we go. We got uh, Damian Lillard accuses Paul George of running, of running from the grind in war. Let me do that again. Damian Lillard accuses Paul George of running from the grind in war of words after Blazers lost to the Clippers. Chris, I'm going to start with you. Is this fair or foul? Uh, I'm going to say fair for Dame Lillard, um, but it's just kind of ridiculous that that nowadays when you guys got beefs, uh, you take to Twitter, you take to social media. How about you handle it out there on the court? How about you handle it man-to-man? But Paul George running... Um, uh, I'm going to go fair with that for Dame because he has stuck in Portland, even though there's been lots of calls for him to try and get to one of these bigger known teams because he's a hell of a player. So uh, I'm going to go fair with Dame Lillard calling out. You called this a long time ago, Kevin. You said it's just a matter of time in the bubble where people start having real beefs. So what do you think here, Kevin? Is this fair or foul? Thank you, guys. This is what's going on. We've been saying this, and if you're not tuned to what we're saying, you need to get tuned because we've been talking about this. We already predicted this was going to happen. It's going to be hot, steamy playoffs over there in the bubble in my in Florida, and this is just the beginning, guys. Now, I have to point out Paul George and even Beverly on the bench. Not uh, They're laughing at Damian Lillard. They're, they're not even um, six feet apart. So I, this is this is fair. This is fair game. Damian Lillard, you know, good job sticking up for yourself. You know, let let him know uh, how you feel, but also I want to see it more on the court to Chris's point. So this is fair, all right. Guys. Draymond Green given fifty thousand tampering fine for saying Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix during the TNT Studio Show. Chris, this is fair foul. <laughs> Completely fair. I mean, you're you're clearly tampering. You're trying to get the star in in uh, Phoenix to jump ship and come where. Where do you think you should come here, Draymond? <laughs> you should definitely be fine for that. That's against the NBA Kevin, rules. what do you think, fair or fair. foul? Yeah, absolutely, Draymond Green. <laughs> you just went a little bit too far. You mean the, uh, the guy next to you even said you're you're tampering? He said, maybe. <laughs> you got to appreciate the guy's this honesty. Fair, though. <laughs> All right, Sammy yeah, Watkins. Yeah. Shameless Sammy Watkins is okay with less money to win with the Kansas City Chiefs. Going to stick with our resident Kansas City Chiefs fan. Kev, what do you think here? Fair foul. This is this is fair, guys. Stand up, gentlemen, here. He is now looking at his career as a whole in a bigger perspective. He's going to play better where he's comfortable. He's going to play where he's playing with MVP caliber players that will take him further into the season, into those games that he wants to highlight. So it makes complete sense. Stay where you're comfortable. Keep producing, Sammy. This is what do you fair. think here, Chris? Fair or foul? Sammy Watkins taking less money. Yeah, I'm agreeing with Kevin here. I mean, you can go sign a big contract elsewhere, but you might only have a couple years, whereas in Kansas City, you could have a nice long career, keep making that money. Uh, this is fair. If you're willing to, to play for less, that's totally on you. So Sticking with fair. the NFL, NFL referees who opt out get 30000 stipend, guaranteed job in 21. What do you think here, Chris? Fair or foul? I'm going foul on this. This is very similar to the NFL players basically getting paid off to opt out. Now we're getting refs to opt out. We can pay off refs. I mean, it's granted $30,000 and exactly a lot of money, 
but <laughs> guaranteed job in 2021. It's it's seeming like they almost want to march out a really bad product for some reason. It's like job foul. protection. And what do you think here, Kevin? Fair or foul? Yeah, I'm going to knock this foul here because pretty soon without the rest, we're going to be seeing automated. This is going to be the first AI, you know, artificial intelligence refereeing part of the games. And now we're not going to have rest on the field and everyone's going to be high risk. And we don't know what the heck's going to go on from here. I'm going to knock this fair, guys. All you're doing is refing the game. Get well, they might have an influx of uh, college uh, refs that can uh, jump up to the pros if need be. All right, moving on. Uh, San Francisco Giants, Hunter Pence feels awful spoiling Johnny Sueto's no hitter. Kevin, what do you think? Fair or foul the, the the play itself was foul but this is fair you should feel awful you you messed up horribly and i feel bad for johnny cueto um you were completely lost far off you should have called someone over rather than it looked like you're trying to still find it and make the play on it and you were just so far away and it sucks for johnny cueto you just messed up his his perfect game but um this is fair yeah you get that man a king what do you think chris fair or foul yeah, completely fair. He should definitely feel terrible. I think it was one of those fans out there was distracting them. <laughs> <laughs> the piping crowd noise. He, uh, I don't know where the ball is. One of those, one of those cardboard boxes, man. Cardboard boxes. <laughs> That's one of those when do you want to go home? It's one of those <laughs> times. Southwest. You want to get away? You yeah, want to get go. away. That's right. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for not getting away and staying here with us. Thank you for watching Sideline the Agenda, the podcast exposing woke sports culture, both on and off the field play. Be sure to like and subscribe our podcast on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and also follow us on Twitter, Parlor, and Instagram. I'm Scott, that's Kevin, that's Chris, and this is Sideline the Agenda, sports podcast done right. See you later.